Welcome to God's Playbook, the podcast that knocks the hard-hitting religious questions out of the park or catching the Holy Spirit right at the end zone. Train your soul and be God's MVP with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! This is God's Playbook. Let's play ball. Hi friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we're going to talk about Catholic prayers and practices. We've talked about the importance of prayer and now it's important to recognize which prayers we might know and which prayers we might want to come to know. So there's different types of prayers. There are traditional prayers or static prayer or established prayers. We often think of the Our Father prayer, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be us some of those more traditional prayers. But then there's also what's called spontaneous prayer, where I just speak to God from my heart. I share with him what's going on in my life, and we'll revisit that in a few moments. But let's start with more of the traditional prayers. The most common and best-known prayer for Christians is the Our Father or the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Jesus gave this prayer to his disciples. He taught them, and he taught us how to pray. What a privilege it is to call God our Father. And so this is the most powerful prayer that we can say. Why? Because it speaks to the intimacy with God and we do as Jesus has taught us. We find the Lord's Prayer given Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 to 15 and Luke chapter 11 verses 1 to 4. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for one another. One of the most popular traditional prayers that asks the intercession of our Blessed Mother, Mama Mary, is called the Hail Mary Prayer. And I invite you to pray it with me if you know it. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Hail Mary Prayer is very powerful. With the Lord's Prayer, we give honor to God and we praise Him. But that's not what we're doing with the Hail Mary Prayer. We don't praise Mary. She is not God. But what we do is we ask Mary's intercession. Just as a loving mother here on earth cares for her children, so our spiritual mother, Mary, cares for us as well. When we pray the Hail Mary Prayer, we ask our Blessed Mother's intercession so that she can appeal to God on our behalf as a prayer warrior, as an intercessor, as a spiritual mom. She walks with us throughout our life. Another famous prayer is called the Glory Be. And if you know that prayer, pray it with me now. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Glory Be Prayer gives honor to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, the God who is, who was, and who is to come. In this prayer, we give praise to God, past, present, and future, 
We recognize the presence of God who always existed, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Another form of prayer that we learn as young children and hopefully use every day of our life is the sign of the cross. Through our body language, by using our right hand, we touch our forehead in the name of the Father. We touch our stomach in the name of the Son. And we touch our shoulders, left and then right, as we say, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The way we take care of making the sign of the cross on our body allows our bodies to become prayer as well. May we use the sign of the cross every day to enter into the presence of the Trinity and to ask God to bless our bodies as we physically touch them using body language to exhibit our respect, love, and admiration of our majestic God. Another beautiful prayer of our church is called the Apostles' Creed. The creed allows us to summarize the many beliefs that we have in regards to faith. If you know the Apostles' Creed, I invite you to pray it with me now. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. In this creed, in this prayer of the church, we profess our faith in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it summarizes for us the teachings of our faith. Another form of prayer is called the rosary. The rosary is a meditation on the events in the life of Jesus and Mary. By praying the rosary, we proclaim the truth of the gospel. In the joyful mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, the glorious mysteries, and the luminous mysteries. The rosary is an excellent everyday prayer in which the 53 Hail Marys, the Our Fathers, and the Glory Bees are strung together in one beautiful form of prayer that helps us to tap into the glory of God, to ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother, and to realize that the gospel truths come alive as we pray this beautiful prayer. You will find many episodes on the rosary in our podcast, God's Playbook. Look them up and develop a love for the rosary. Other forms of Catholic prayers and devotions are what's called the Liturgy of the Hours or the Divine Office. These are a repeated cycle of prayers, hymns, and readings that priests, bishops, deacons, women, and men religious, and even lay people too have promised to pray each day for the church. The Liturgy of the Hours helps us to mark different parts of the day and asking God to bless us throughout the day, to bless the world throughout the day. This is a daily public prayer of the church and is outside of Mass. Another form of prayer is what's called a novena. This comes from the Latin word meaning nine. 
It refers to a devotion that extends for nine consecutive days, or it can be nine weeks or nine months. The set number was originally based on the apostles' nine days of prayer between when Jesus ascended to the Father and when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Another form of prayer is what's called benediction of the blessed sacrament or a holy hour. This is when we spend 60 minutes with God in a prayerful ceremony in which Jesus in the host, the blessed sacrament, the Eucharist, is exposed or shown to the people in this device which is called a monstrance, which looks similar to a chalice and in the middle holds the Eucharist with generally gold, metal, and gems that surround it so that we can spend time in prayer with God. Another form of prayer is what's called a litany. A litany suggests a list. Often we might have what's called the litany of the saints, where we ask a number of saints to pray for us. We might have the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We might have a litany to the Holy Spirit. We might have a litany for other important spiritual events. And the litany helps us to recognize that we are in need of God's grace and the help of those who have already been through the trenches of life who now live forever in God's kingdom. These are just some of the forms of prayer that are more traditional in nature. Another form of prayer is called spontaneous prayer. And this is when we talk to God from our hearts. I love spontaneous prayer. But sometimes spontaneous prayer can be a little bit scary. What do I say to God? How do I speak to him? What if I make a mistake? Spontaneous prayer, when said by ourselves, I think is less burdensome than when we are asked to give a spontaneous prayer in front of others. And yet the more we practice, the more spontaneous prayer will become natural for us. Just like riding a bike. The first time I ride my bike, I'm afraid of falling, I'm afraid of hurting myself or looking foolish. And yet the more I get on the bike, the more I gain confidence, and now I ride my bike without thinking about it. Spontaneous prayer is the same kind of thing. Speak to God from your heart. Tell him what's going on in your life, friends. Speak to him as you would your best friend. When we speak to someone we love, we focus less on what we're saying and we just speak more authentically. I encourage you to do the same with God. He knows your heart. He knows your mind. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. So don't worry about it. Just show your love for him by speaking to him. When you're having an experience of joy, tell him about it. When you're frustrated, tell him about it. When you're angry about what's going on in your life, tell him about it. When you're scared, speak to him about that. When you're happy and you know it, don't clap your hands. Tell God about it. There are so many ways in which we can speak to God in spontaneous prayer. Sometimes it might be easy to close your eyes, to really enter into that moment with God. For some of you may need an image to help you to reflect upon God's grace in your life. Do whatever helps you to pray. But spontaneous prayer is so important. 
Now, there are many different ways in which we can pray as well. And so I wish to go through a list that is not meant to be exhaustive, but some ways in which we can pray in different forms. We might pray using imagery, and I just spoke a little bit about that. St. Ignatius of Loyola used many of his teachings about spiritual life on imagery. He recommends that we read scripture slowly, especially stories about Jesus, and then use pictures in your mind, imagining yourself in the setting of the passage. Let the story unfold with both Jesus and you present. Another way of praying is praying with the scriptures. The church invites us to frequent reading of the divine scriptures so that in that dialogue it takes place between God and us. For we speak to him when we pray, but we listen to him when we read the scriptures. So use the scriptures to help you to pray. Perhaps you might like to pray with nature. You might go to a park, visit the lake, a garden, or even a zoo. When you visit a nearby stream or a field, visit a mountain or go for a hike. It's a journey to and with God. We can experience God in the creation. We can experience God in the beauty of nature. So as we cultivate a sense of wonder and awe and mystery, praying with God in nature can be a very effective tool. Sometimes we can pray by singing. St. Augustine is attributed with saying, the one who sings prays twice. Perhaps there are church hymns that you like, or religious songs, or even contemporary songs that speak about God's presence in your life. Perhaps you might want to write your own song through lyrics in your own experience of God in your life. Remember that God doesn't care how well you sing or how poorly you sing. He doesn't care about your pitch or vocal quality. But when you sing from your heart, that's true prayer. Playing an instrument can also be a form of praying. So use song and music as a way of praying to God. Often we can pray with our bodies. I mentioned the sign of the cross as a form of praying with our body. As Catholics, there are times in which our body language is also a form of prayer. When we kneel, when we bow, when we fold our hands. Sometimes when we don't know what to say by just conveying our body and our gestures, it helps us to communicate with God using our body language. Sometimes words aren't necessary. Sometimes we can pray by journaling. Journaling is a way to express our thoughts and feelings before God. Before entering the seminary, I'm a typical male. I never liked to journal. I thought journaling was a complete waste of time, to be quite honest. And yet when they forced us to journal, I thought, all right, I'll give this a try. I quickly realized that journaling was a very powerful tool for me to express not only what's going on in my life, to recognize what God has done for me each day, but also to help me to put my emotions on paper. Sometimes when we feel spiritually dry, it can be helpful to reread something that we've written when our spiritual life was more vibrant 
or our faith journey was at an all-time high. It reminds us, friends, as St. Teresa of Calcutta told us, that our spiritual life is like a roller coaster, sometimes riding the highs, sometimes riding the lows. But throughout the highs, the lows, and everything in between, we know that God is always faithful. He listens to us and he's present to us. Sometimes by journaling, it's like Jesus saying to us, remember when? So perhaps you are already a journaler and may want to bring that into your prayer life. Or perhaps you're like the way I was, think that journaling is a complete waste of time until you try it. Give it a try and see what you think. Sometimes we might want to pray in silence. For those of you who are introverts, this might come very naturally to you. In the busyness of life, sometimes it's wonderful to just sit in the presence of God. In a quiet place, perhaps a room in your house, perhaps in your car, although please pay attention to the road while you're driving. <laughs> but there are so many places in which we could spend time. I love spending time in the church and prayer. And it's not just because I'm a priest, but rather being in the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Find God in the silence. There's so much noise in our daily life. Even as an extrovert, it's very powerful for me at times to just sit back and embrace God in the silence. There are some times where we should pray by offering up the difficulties within our day. In the face of challenges, dilemmas, or trials, when we patiently endure suffering or accept minor sacrifices, these can be powerful prayer experiences. Growing up in St. Catharines, I was blessed to have many religious sisters that helped me to understand how we can pray even in difficult times in our life. I remember one sister in particular who always taught me, Rico, offer it up when things don't go the way you like. Offer it up to God. Sister, I can offer it up when I'm not doing something I like or when things are beyond my control. She said, yes. This shows God that even in times of trial, you're thinking of him. We can connect our suffering friends to the suffering of Jesus. So even in your day-to-day -day tasks, let's say you don't like vacuuming. When you vacuum, say, Lord, I'm going to offer these 20 minutes of vacuuming as a prayer to you. You know I hate vacuuming. And yet I'm going to do it because it's a necessary thing to keep my house and my family clean. Or perhaps it's to keep my parents off my back. But the reality is by offering up something that we don't like to do shows to God that we're showing love for him and for others too. That's just one example. For some kids, they might think doing their homework, offer that as prayer to God. God, I'd rather not do my French homework right now. I'd rather be playing a video game or playing outside with my friends. But it's important that we realize that by sometimes doing little sacrifices, we can offer them to God to make us holy or to help somebody who's in trouble too. Often we can pray the news as well. We can watch television and hear of things that are going well in our world and things that perhaps are not. Often the news is found with bad news. And yet, if we are not praying for those people who are experiencing those tragic events, perhaps no one else is praying for them. They may just be watching the news to be informed of what's going on. But as friends of Jesus, I invite us to pray 
the news. In other words, Lord, help this person who was just murdered. Lord, help this person who just lost everything in the fire. Lord, help this country that's dealing with a lack of food. Lord, help this person who's going through a tough time. Lord, thank you for this business that's just opened. We hope that they do great. There are many ways in which we can pray the news both positively and when the news is somewhat negative or bad news as well. It's also important that we pray when we're quote-unquote too busy when we're praying on the go, in the midst of a daily and busy life. Sometimes when we're driving, if you're on the commute to work, turn the radio off, spend some time in prayer. Use this podcast as a way of praying on your way to work. When we find ourselves in the midst of a busy day, when we're washing the dishes, let's spend time while we're washing the dishes or our other daily chores. Let's spend time waking up a little bit earlier and giving that extra 10 minutes to God or giving him the end of our day in recognition of a day of God's blessing. The more we take regular time for God throughout our day, the more we recognize his presence. Friends, we might also want to pray in what's called on a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is a journey to a sacred place undertaken as an act of religious devotion. In my parish, I have been blessed to go on many pilgrimages myself and with my parishioners. Been to many World Youth Days in which we join the Holy Father and youth from all over the world and gathering in a central location to give honor and praise to God and to grow in regards to faith. A pilgrimage is an opportunity for us to go as individuals or with others to recognize that this holy place symbolizes the presence of God in our life. Each Sunday, we are asked to make a pilgrimage to church. Sometimes we make a pilgrimage to a shrine or a basilica. Sometimes it's within our own country or perhaps in another part of the world. Often pilgrimages help us as we journey with God each day. Friends, these are just some of the many ways in which we can pray. Praying is so vital. And again, the form and the way that you pray is that unique bond between God and you. And so as we continue to commit ourselves to pray, let us ask God to continue to bless us with his grace, love, and mercy as we recognize his presence in our life. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, our desire to serve you in prayer comes from a movement of the Holy Spirit. Whether we use traditional prayers or spontaneous prayers, Help us to realize that this dialogue and time with you is truly a graced time and a privilege for each of us. Help us to develop types of prayer and places of prayer that help us to put aside the distractions and spend more and more time with you. As we lift the needs of the world, as we give you honor and praise and place our own needs before your almighty throne, We trust in your presence in our life. Lord, thank you for dialoguing with us. Lord, thank you for the grace and opportunity to pray with you. Amen. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's playbook podcast.
Thanks, and God bless.